0: Today is Monday, June the 13th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast. On the internet, on today's show, we continue along the top five series, guys. Today, I'm talking the top five best running backs in South Carolina football history, guys. First things first, I'll read off your listener responses, and then I will count down my five through one and give you guys my reasoning behind each of my selections. Also, guys, we are talking a huge recruiting day yesterday. As Shane Beamer lands four welcome homes, two of which we know who the players are, guys. I will detail those commitments there impact on South Carolina football, and project who are the other two welcome homes that Shane Beamer tweeted about on Sunday afternoon. Guys, we have got a packed show for you here on this Monday. And of course, as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app, go to SeatGeek.com. And when you do, use the promo code SPURSUP to get $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more, Guys, whatever you need tickets to, whether it be concerts, comedy club events, obviously sporting events, it does not matter. They have got tickets to anything and everything that you could attend, guys. And the great thing about SeatGeek is when you go to their app, you go to their website, they have what's called a deal score. So when you're searching for tickets, you're going to know exactly where you're sitting and how much you're paying, right? Which is really important because you're going to know whether you're getting a steal, whether you're getting ripped off. So when you click that buy button, you know that you're getting the most bang for your buck. So again, guys, it's our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. And when you do, use that promo code SPURSUP, that's S-P-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase of any purchase of $50 or more. Let's get it.
1: You need Indeed.
0: boys and girls happy monday hope you're all doing well i'm chris phillips your host of the spurs up Show. as always we have got a packed show for you here on this monday a lot discussing. again i hope the show does find you out i'm gonna where you are what you're doing and i hope you had a fantastic And i hope you're staying cool out there by the way and i'm not sure if you've looked at the weather this week or by now by the time you're hearing the sound of my voice you have probably felt it it is going to be a scorcher across the state of South Carolina with temperatures in the 100s. Good old south kind of heat this time of year. So again, I hope you're staying cool out there, whatever it is you're doing. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in and very, very excited for yet another jam-packed week. And we have got a lot to get into here in this Monday. Before we do, though, a couple of quick updates, a couple of quick reminders. Uh, first things first, guys, an update on content this week. For the second consecutive week, we will not be doing the Daily Crow. There will be no Daily Crow this week. Again, guys, just simply put, due to the amount of things going on or lack thereof, this being, of course, the slowest time of the year. However, I can confirm we will return next week with the Daily Crow because I'm someone that right now, you know, I can take a week off. I can even convince myself to take two weeks off. But any more than that, and I'm going to start having withdrawals. So no Daily Crow this week. You're truly going to be working behind the scenes on some other business items, and we're going to be working on some other things. Of course, I'm preparing for a big move next month also, and we're ramping up for all of our preseason football content, all that good stuff. But we will return next week. We'll take your questions, comments, calls. We'll get back to our normal schedule, noon to 2, beginning a week from today, next week. Monday. But again, no Daily Crow this week. I appreciate you guys understanding. I appreciate your love and support. And just stay tuned because content's continuing, guys. It's just all last week. Content is continuing to bleed out of the eyeballs, and we'll continue to rock and roll all throughout this week as well. With that being said, guys, we will be at 10 Roof this week again on Wednesday, 6 to 8 in the Vista. Taking your questions, comments, calls yet again. By the way, guys, we realized this and found this out last week when we had Landon Powell on the show. I've been operating for a year now at Ten Roof not realizing that we could connect the phone to the speakers and to the laptop and take phone calls just like we do on the Daily Crow each and every single day. I I don't know why it took me that long to figure that out, but we can. So now you can call into that show and the audience at 10 Roof will hear it as well. Again, guys, be sure to come out. We have a great time on Wednesday nights, $3 draft, $3 rumple, $3 fireball as well. Great food, great pool, great time. Again, come on out to 10 Roof this Wednesday, six to eight in the Vista. Going to be one heck of a time. Again, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in. It was a fantastic weekend for sure. And I hope you guys had a great weekend. Watched a lot of college baseball. And guys, let me encourage you, by the way, to join the Big Cock Club today because what we've been doing, it's been a lot of fun, and I pitched this idea to those in the Big Cock Club, but it's been a blast because I don't know if you're familiar with Discord, right? We have our private Big Cock Club Discord, but what we've been doing, we've actually been streaming all of these games because, of course, this isn't something that's going to YouTube or anywhere where copyright will be an issue. So we've been streaming these games and our Big Cock Club Hangout voice channel, if you will, and what's so much fun about that? is you're able to stream a screen, and then everybody has their own mic and can just, like, talk to each other. So it's almost like a Twitter Spaces. If you're familiar with that, it's a Twitter Spaces. But we're able to watch things also. We've been watching old South kind of football games. We watched all the super regional games this past weekend. So if you want to be a part of that, if you want to join the Big Cock Club Discord, again, that's just one of the many perks you get when joining the Big Cock Club, patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. Again, that's patreon.com slash Big Cock Club and or click the link in our social media handles, social media bios, if you will, and you will see that link. To the big cocktail. But again, that's something we're going to continue to do all throughout the summer. It's been a blast, it's been a lot of fun, those hangouts, if you will. Also, guys, on that note, we've got the TSUS tour upcoming in late July and early August with our friends at Carolina Ale House. Stay tuned for all of those details. There's a lot of exciting stuff happening as we continue to count down the days until kickoff. Where do we sit now? We sit 70, or excuse me, 82 days away from kickoff, 82 days away from South to kickoff, 75 days away from SEC kickoff. So a lot of exciting stuff. Again, you can feel the anticipation. Of course, Shane Beamer got us on our toes, and we're going to get into all that. Before we do, though, guys, we're going to continue, right? Our top five series rolls on here in the month of June. On Friday's show, we talked quarterbacks. Now we're moving over to the ball carriers, the top five best running backs in Carolina football history. And there's so many great candidates, by the way, guys. I mean, five is honestly a short list. I would not call South kind of RBU by any means, but we have had some fantastic ball carriers throughout the years. And I want to start first, far down on my list. Let's go to your responses, who you felt like was deserving of the top five. First things first, shout out my dude Hustlin' Crow on Twitter, my guy. Not only did he respond, he responded with a graphic and his 10 best running backs in Gamecock history. So this is what Hustling Crow said. He has George Rogers won, Marcus Lattimore, 2, Harold Green, 3, Brandon Bennett, 4, Thomas Dendy, 5, Corey Boyd, 6, Mike Davis, 7, and I would assume he means the latest Mike Davis, not the OG Mike Davis. And number 8, he's got Jalen Hodgen. Number 9, he's got Johnny Wright. And number 10, Derek Watson. That's his top 10. So shout out my guy, Hustling Crow, for putting in that effort to put those uh, that top 10 running backs list together for South Carolina football history. Steven Addis on Twitter also says, number 1, Rodgers, 2, Lattimore, 3, Bennett, 4, Green, And number five, Steve Wadiak. We jump over to Facebook. Uh, Kelly Joyner says, Lattimore, George, Davis, Harris, and Boyd. Ben Reeves says, Roger Staley, Lattimore, Davis, and Boyd. Honorable mention, Kevin Harris. Okay. Uh, Aron C. Irvin says, can't take a list without Corey Boyd on it. Seriously. Daniel Graham says, George, Lattimore, the rest is a real debate. Three through five are arguable. Kevin Harris says, Rogers, Lattimore, Long, Davis, and Boyd. Brandon Watt says, Marcus, George, Boyd, Davis, and Harris. Nick Griffith, Lattimore, George, Boyd. Brewer and Davis. So Ryan Brewer gets a vote. Greg Bedinger says Rogers, Lattimore, Green, Bennett, and Wadiak. Will Corb says Rogers, Lattimore, Harold Green, Brandon Bennett, and Mike Davis. Honorable mention. Uh, Kevin Harris, Deuce Staley, and Corey Boyd. Bruce Atkins says George, Lattimore, Green, Harris, Boyd. Okay, we got a lot of answers. Nick Babb, uh, same thing. Rogers, Lattimore, Bennett, Green, Brewer. A lot of repeats here. I mean, a lot of names that are very obvious. Philip Valentine says not in any order. George, Marcus, Brewer, Boyd, and Deuce. Harold Green would be six. Chuck says a lot more Rodgers, Green, Bennett, Staley, Brewer, and Davis. So those were you guys' responses. Again, tons of great names, a lot of names that we heard multiple times. There were some like a Ryan Brewer that I think not everyone would have on their list. But again, guys, it is a fantastic history at the University of South Carolina when it comes to fantastic running backs. But we've got to narrow it down to five. So without further ado, let's dive into my top five best running backs in counter football history, and we will start – with number five, the fifth best ball carrier to wear the Garnet in black. And guys, I'll tell you this, I'm a little biased with this one, okay? Because not everybody's gonna have this guy in their top five. But as I talked about with the quarterbacks, it's not just about numbers, although this guy's numbers jump off the page. And I would actually, guys, if I made a list, I may do this. If I made a list of top five most underrated Gamecocks of all time, there's a good chance this dude would be on the list because he's not necessarily the first name you jump to when you talk best ball carriers or or best running backs, if you will. But the way in which he played the game, and I'm fortunate to say I've had this guy on the show multiple times. He's a friend of the show and one of the greatest Gamecocks of all time, in my opinion. The way he was able to battle adversity, the way he was able to overcome, and the tenacity with which he played the game with. And I'll be honest, guys, you know, I've told this story a lot. You know, my fandom, when it really sunk in and I really became a diehard, was end of 02, beginning of 03. So this was one of those guys that I first remember that I really latched onto and I really favored as one of my favorite Gamecocks. And again, it was because of the way he represented the University of South Carolina and the way that he played the game, the way he carried himself. Oh, and by the way, he was also a damn good player for South Carolina. Again, this man played from 2003 to 2007 for South Carolina. During that time, he had 464 carries for 2,267 yards. He averaged 4.9 yards per carry. Also, he had 23 touchdowns, had 117 catches as well for 1,303 yards and five touchdowns. Guys, he had 3,570 total yards. From scrimmage and 28 total touchdowns. With the Gamecocks and averaged 6.1 yards every time he touched the football. My fifth best ball carrier to ever wear the garnet in black. None other than Corey Boyd. And guys, if you've never heard the Corey Boyd interview on these airwaves, I'm telling you, it is one of the all-time conversations we've ever had. Probably still to this day. My favorite quote that I've ever heard on our airwaves, when Corey Boyd, I asked him about, you know, what was your running style? You know, you, you talk about juking and jobbing, but also running people over, like, what was your running style? And he told me, and I'm sort of paraphrasing, but he said, Chris, always be the hammer, never be the nail. You can do all that juking and jobbing and dancing, but when all else fails, be the hammer, not the nail, get yardage, don't lose yardage. And Corey Boyd exemplified that in every single way, he played the game again. He's not the first name you go to when people think of the all-time best running backs at South Carolina. But guys, we are talking about a player, and this is all due respect to him. I'm not saying he's better than this man, but Corey Boyd had more all-purpose yards. He had more yards from scrimmage than Marcus Lattimore did. So this dude, guys, when you think about his impact and a really a do-it-all back in over a thousand yards receiving for South Carolina, and you think his role in those Steve Spurrier offenses, and like I mentioned a dude that it was not all smooth sailing, right? 2005 was suspended for the entire season, was able to come back 06, 07, be a huge part of those football teams, guys. It was a really nice compliment with Mike Davis. You had Dakis Terman, Terman in there while he was there as well. Corey Boyd, a fantastic player. And I got to say, guys, probably one of my all-time favorites to ever wear the Garnet Black. So again, guys, my fifth best running back in of football history, Corey boy, let's move to number four, my fourth best ball carrier to ever wear the Garnet and black. And now we, we talked, a lot of you were not happy that Todd Ellis was not included on the top five quarterbacks list of all time. And as I mentioned on social media, listen, the 73 interceptions, that's really what broke it for me. I refuse to include a man that threw that many interceptions at South Carolina, but with that being said, and in his defense, Those offenses were extremely potent when Todd Ellis played, and one of the reasons was the guy they had carrying the football behind him. Again, this man played for South Carolina from 1986 to 1989. He had 702 carries for 3,005 yards. He averaged 4.3 yards per carry and had 31 touchdowns. Oh, by the way, he also had 94 catches for 857 yards and two touchdowns to come out to a total of 3,862 scrimmage yards, 4.9 yards per touch, and 33 total touchdowns. Guys, my fourth-best ball carrier in the history of South Carolina football, none other than Harold Green. Again, a huge part of that run-and-shoot offense – an explosive player, again, ran with the tenacity and was such a nice company, again, helped lead the Gamecocks to have one of the most explosive offenses in college football during that time, during that area. Again, unfortunately, somebody I did not get to watch in his prime, of course, as many of us didn't, but Harold Green, you look at the numbers, you look at the records, certainly one of the best, and he stands out and holds his own and statistically certainly stands out as one of the best in South of football history. So, again, guys, my fourth best ball carrier to ever wear the Garnet in black, Harold green. Let's move to the third best running back in counter football history. And again, this is someone else, another friend of the show and another epic interview we've had here on the airwaves. And you talk about guys that not just did it with statistics, but big time moments and and won games. And I think it can think specifically to the play. And when I mention his name, you're going to know exactly what play I am talking about but it's really special when you think about being known for a certain moment, being known for a game-winning play, and and making your mark, especially when it's in a rivalry game. This man played for South Carolina football from 1991 to 1994. He had a total of 677 carries, 2,983 yards rushing, 4.4 yards per carry. Listen to the consistency, by the way. Each of his four seasons, 4.6, 4.3, 4.4, and 4.3. I mean, you talk about this dude was the model of consistency, toting the rod. He had 26 touchdowns on the ground. He also had 107 catches, 968 yards, nine yards per reception, and two receiving touchdowns for a total of 3,951 yards from scrimmage, five yards per touch, and 28 total touchdowns. Guys, my third best all-time ball carrier to wear the Garnet in black is none other than Brandon Bennett. And, of course, the play I'm referring to, Bennett over the top. Of course, play with Steve Tannehill on those teams. And, again, a really rough era of South Carolina football. Right? I've talked about the 90s and how tough the 90s was, but Brandon Bennett was certainly one of the big-time bright spots, man. The way he ran the football, the numbers he put up. And you think about, by the way, the stretch that South Carolina had at the running back position when you have Green from 86 to 89. Then 90 happens, and then you got Brandon Bennett, 91 to 94. I mean, what a – what! and then you had Deuce Staley right after Brandon Bennett, who's not my top five, but certainly one of the best running backs in school history. So, Brandon Bennett, again, like I said, statistically, you look at the numbers, they jump out, the impact he made behind Steve Tannehill on those teams in the 90s. So, again, guys, my third best running back in counter football history is Brandon Bennett. Now, we get into number two and number one, and, guys, I don't think it's any secret who the top two are. And this is meant as no slight or no disrespect to Bennett, Green, and Boyd or anybody that would follow after them or anyone that would be in your top five list. But one and two are truly in a class of their own. It's almost like you have five, four, three, and then there's a gap, and then there's two and one. And again, that's not meant as disrespect or slight to anyone else, but it's just truly giving credit to the impact That these guys made. And again, you talk about not just an impact statistically, but the way they impacted the University of South Carolina and the football program, the way they changed the game at the University of South Carolina. Coming in at number two, my second best all time ball carrier to wear the Garnet and Black. This man, first things first, played from 2010 to 2012 due to injuries. He only played in 29 games at the University of South Carolina. But during that time, he had 555 total carries for 2,677 yards, 4.8 yards per carry, and a school record 38 touchdowns in 29 games, folks. That is absolutely insane. He also caught 74 passes for 767 yards, 10.4 yards per catch, by the way, And three touchdowns for a total of 3,444 yards from scrimmage, 5.5 yards every time he touched the ball, and 41 total touchdowns from scrimmage. Beyond that, guys, he also helped lead the Gamecocks as a freshman of the 2010 SEC Championship game and the impact he has left on the University of South Carolina, the impact he has left on Gamecocks football, and the way that folks still, still talk about this man. And... The way he forever changed what football in Columbia South kind of looks like. That is the reason he is considered one of the all time greats, if not to some, the greatest in the history of South kind of guys. My second best running back in county football history, it's Marcus Lattimore. Number 21, simply put, one of the goats. I mean, when you're talking to Mount Rushmore of South kind of football, you could argue realistically that Marcus Lattimore deserves to be up there. And again, it goes so far beyond. Just the statistics. And the statistics, they're incredible, right? And you look what he did against the folks like Georgia, right? Just dominated the Bulldogs when he played against them. What he did as a true freshman in his second-ever collegiate game. You know, I'll never forget. Here's a special memory I'll never forget. 2010 Southern Miss, the season opener. And I will never forget being at that game with my dad. And it was Marcus Lattimore's, of course, first game. As a Gamecock, true freshman, first game as a Gamecock, and he scores his first touchdown. Just a short, like, one-yard handoff. He scores his first touchdown. And I'm not trying to be over dramatic when I say this, but looking back, it's just a cool moment because Lattimore scores, and I look at my dad, and I say, Dad, I think that's the first of a lot for that guy. I think, I think that is the first of many for number 21. And sure enough, he sets the school record with 38 touchdowns. And you think of how fewer games he did it in than anybody else, right? The impact he made just choosing to come to the University of South Carolina at a time where Steve Spurrier was desperately looking for playmakers and was trying to keep the top in-state talent home. You could argue, without Marcus, there's no Alshon. Without Marcus, there's no J.D. Clowney. Without Marcus, there's no Stephon Gilmore. Without Marcus, there's no Devontae Holliman. Marcus Lattimore was the guy that I think really changed the entire narrative of South Carolina football in the sense of like, hey, you're a five-star prospect. You don't have to leave the state. You can stay here. You can come to USC. You can be great. You can compete for titles. You can get a great education. You can go to the next level. And it's it's the only thing about Marcus. It, it is such a shame in a way because you think of if he did not have the injuries, right? That's what it all comes back to because you look at his career, right? 2011, he only played in seven games, and 2012, he only played nine because of the injuries that he had. And we all, of course, I don't have to rehash what happened and how horrific the injuries were. I mean, you think about it. If he didn't have the injuries. This dude, this dude would have set records that nobody would have ever sniffed. I mean, they they still might not. 38 rushing touchdowns. I could argue that will never be touched. That will never be touched at USC. I hope it is eclipsed because that means we got one hell of a running back on our hands. But The things that Lattimore did, the way he ran the football, I mean, what was immune to arm tackles was such a key piece to some of the best teams in school history for South Carolina. And again, just the impact, the impact that he made on the University of South Carolina football program, it was larger than life, right? It is larger than life still to this day. I think it's still being felt. And there's a reason that Marcus is thought of as one of the goats in the history of South Carolina football. So again, guys, my second best running back in counter football history none other than the great marcus Lattimore, which leads us to number one and guys not only do i think this man is the best running back in school history i think he might be just the greatest game cock to ever wear the pads and helmet i mean i really think when you factor in the statistics when you factor in the award, when you factor in his impact as a whole, when you factor in the NFL and where he was selected and what he did, he fits all the criteria and more. Again, guys, this guy played for the Gamecocks from 1977 to 1980. He ran the ball 927 times for 5,091 yards, 5.5 yards per carry and 31 touchdowns. He also had 43 catches, For 389 yards, nine yards per catch, and two touchdowns for a total of 5,480 yards from scrimmage, 5.6 yards per touch, and 33 total touchdowns. Guys, just to give you some perspective, right? Just to give you some perspective, George Rogers had 27 100-yard games at South Carolina. That is as many as Marcus Lattimore, Brandon Bennett, and Corey Boyd, three guys on our list. That's as many as those three gentlemen combined had at South Carolina. He's also the winner of the 1980 Heisman Trophy and was taken as the number one overall draft pick in the 1981 NFL draft. Simply put, folks, the greatest. When you win literally the greatest individual achievement one can win at the college level, you deserve this award, right? (laughs) There's a reason there's a statue of him outside of Williams-Brice Stadium. And I know, listen, I know he had his off-the-field trouble. We all understand what happened. But, I mean, those numbers, guys, 5,000 rushing yards. And I know college football was different back then. They were running the football a lot. And, you know, they were running it more than they do now. But, dude, I mean, those numbers, like, you, we all hear the stories, right? Like, none of us probably tuned in right now. Maybe there's some out there that are. And if you are, kudos to you. But probably most of us did not get the opportunity to watch George Rogers in his heyday. So, we all know the legend that is George Rogers. We see his statue. We know he won the Heisman, all that good stuff. But, like, I think people forget, like, that number, the 27 100-yard games, I had forgotten about that. And I was like, dude, that really just puts it into perspective how special this guy was. Like, those numbers are just – they just jump off the freaking page. So, when it comes not just to running backs, guys, but the greatest Gamecocks of all time, the greatest Gamecocks to ever wear the uniform. Number one for me, a smile that you can't miss and could never forget, George Rogers. The best running back in the history of counter football. And guys, I got to be honest, and I don't think this is a hot take. I don't think there will ever be a running back that will surpass George Rogers. I think George Rogers forever, at least until someone comes around and, hey, hopefully it happens. Hopefully, we have a back that wins the Heisman Trophy. But when you're talking about a body of work from his freshman year to senior, and you're talking about being taken number one, I mean, this dude has it all, all the accomplishments, all of the accolades. And simply put, guys, he stands alone. And I think he is one of the faces, undoubtedly, on the Mount Rushmore of South of football. So, again, guys, my top five best running backs – in college football history, number five, Corey Boyd; number four, Harold Green; number three, Brandon Bennett; number two, Marcus Lattimore; and number one, the great George Rogers. Would love to hear you guys' top five. Where do you agree? Where do you disagree? What does your top five look like? Again, guys, would love to hear from you. So we're going to talk about Shane Beamer dominating the recruiting trail, guys. Before we do though, I want to talk about our friends over at Prize Picks. Yes, Prize Picks is back as a sponsor of the Spurs Up Show, and guys. If you have not heard and you did not join on when Prize Picks was a big part of TSUS last fall during football season, hey, it's not too late to get on board because it is the absolute best prop play app on the internet. And there is money to be won, folks. All of our users will receive a 100% instant deposit match out of $100 when using the promo code TSUS at sign up. Now, guys, Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total. Entries. Guys, here's how it works. You pick two to five players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Guys, Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. So, guys, it's just you against the projections. Prize Picks allows mixed sports entry. So, for example, you can play NBA, MLB, hockey, college football, college basketball, or whatever all together. You don't just have to stick to one sport. Prize Picks also has a slick, easy to use mobile app. Both on the app store and Google Play, and they're 4.8 star rated in the app store with rave reviews. Again, guys, hey, if you listen to this show, you probably love gambling. You all know I love to talk totals and lines and spreads and over-unders and all that good stuff. But I tell you, with price picks, it is honestly one of the most unique and coolest. Uh, gambling apps and gambling sites you'll find out there because again, it all revolves around prop plays. And there's no other site that you can find that has prop plays on college athletics, which is what many of us are focused on. So again, guys, that's our friends over at Prize Picks. Go sign up today, PrizePicks.com, and/or download the Prize Picks app. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Again, I appreciate those of you who signed up last football season. I appreciate those of you that have been supporting and signed up, hey, Here's an idea, guys. Sign up with Prize Picks again and use a different email, and you'll get that deposit match again. Why not? It's a free $100 in your pocket. Again, guys, so friends at Prize Picks, prizepicks.com, download the Prize Picks app, use the promo code TSUS to get that deposit match up to $100. And we appreciate our friends at Prize Picks for jumping on with the Spurs Up Show yet again to be one of our sponsors as we creep closer and closer into football season. Now, guys, you did not hear it because yours truly is the beauty of editing, right? There's things that I say and all that, and there's moments where I'll mess up or there's moments where something happens mid-show and I'm able to edit out pauses and mess-ups and all that screw-ups, all that good stuff. Well, as I was about to jump into the recruiting news and the huge day that was yesterday on social media with Shane Beamer tweeting out the welcome home four times, we knew who two of them were and the other two were unknown. Well, as I was recording The third one announced as well. So we now know who three of the four welcome homes are. Beamer landing four total commitments, three of which are known right now. First off, you have four-star athlete, Kelton Henderson. Kelton Henderson out of Lehigh Acres, Florida. Uh, 5'11", 175. He chose the Gamecocks over schools like Michigan, Auburn, Coastal Carolina, Florida Atlantic, Georgia, Florida State, Illinois, Kentucky. I mean, you go down his offer list, very, very impressive. Again, a four-star prospect rated a .9027 on the 24-7 sports composite. He is the 19th rated athlete, the 287th rated national player, and the 56th rated player in the state of Florida. Again, I think most projections have him playing the wide receiver position, but a very, very solid pickup for Justin Stepp and Shane Beamer. The second commitment that was made public, three-star tight end, Connor Cox, which first things first, last name COX. This is huge NIL opportunities, and you best believe I will be in his DMs immediately saying, hey – i mean cox by 90 <laughs> why not hey you have the perfect last name either way though six foot five 220 out of jacksonville florida another florida kid he is a 0.8659 on the 24 7 sports composite the 34 34th ranked tight end in the country 710th ranked national player and the 108th ranked player in the state of florida he chose the game cox over louisville maryland memphis minnesota uh let's see texas tulane usf app state arkansas state boston college is a long long list of offers there but again another solid pickup and i think a, p- a pickup at a position of need and the gamecocks we're talking about they were thin at tight end during the spring due to some injuries but you're going to lose stogner uh jaheem bell probably going to go to the draft you know after that you're going to be kind of scrambling at the tight end position so i think this is a good pickup connor cox committing to south kind of boosting that tight end position and then finally, the one that just came out that I was sitting there recording, and thank God I checked the Big Cock Club Discord because I was looking, and I was like, oh, my God, dude. Like, hey, there's another commit that just announced. Three-star safety Cameron Upshaw Jr. out of Perry, Florida. So three commitments today from the state of Florida. How about that? Six-foot-two-and-a-half, 185 pounds, rated a .8578 on the 24-7 sports composite, the 68th-ranked safety and the 870th-ranked national player and the 126th-ranked player in the state of Florida, for those of you that care about such things. Um, He chose the Gamecocks for Arkansas, Maryland, Florida State. Those are the big ones. Great pickup. I mean, also Nebraska, when you think about who he picks out kind of over and again, to go into the state of Florida and get these kids like this, um, really, really solid pickups. Now, the question turns to who is the fourth commitment? Guys, from what our people are telling us, and again, this is not to try to ruin anybody's announcement, so please don't please don't take it as such, but the rumors that we are hearing, and he announced that he will be making his decision on Wednesday, so Wednesday at 2 p.m., Jalon Kilgore, the safety out of Eatonton, Georgia, six foot two, 195, of course, class of 2023. Uh, Three star kid, 0.8859 on the 24 7 sports composite, 42nd ranked safety, 422nd ranked player nationally, and 40th ranked player in the state of Georgia. His offers right now, of course, South Ghana, but Oklahoma, Arkansas State, Clemson, Florida. So a pretty impressive offer list for this kid. And the rumor is that Jalon Kilgore, who was on campus, this past weekend, will be selecting the Gamecocks. again. that is the rumor right now. It's all rumors until it gets official, until he makes the announcement. Who knows? But that is the hot rumor on the street right now. So, again, I-, I tell you this, guys, it's really not surprising for me when you looked at where South Carolina was sitting for the 2023 class, how many players they were sitting at. And you saw what Shane Beamer and company did last year when they reeled in like 13 or 14 commitments in the month of June. Um, you know, I, I expect them to yet again have a big month. I mean, this is the time of year where you're getting these kids on campus. You're, you're getting them for official visits. You know, most of these guys want to make these decisions before their season starts. And believe it or not, guys, I mean, high school football is around the corner. I mean, you think late next month is when, and really it might just be like mid next month. Maybe some high school football guys can tell me, but next month is when practices will start and you get into like mid-August and that's when high school seasons are kicking off. So most of these guys, I think they want they want to get these decisions out of the way, go into their high school season, focus on that. And then, dude, December signing day. And with that early signing period, it bumps everything up so far. So, uh, you know, I, I expect many, many more welcome homes to be dropping over the next few weeks for sure, maybe over the next few days. But Shane Beamer and company keeping up that positive momentum and doing absolute work on the recruiting trail. So really good stuff. And the Gamecocks, I'll tell you this, what's interesting, they continue to pull in a lot of defensive backs. I tell you, um, I, I would like to see us start pulling in some more, uh, players in the line of scrimmage, some big offensive linemen, some big, big, fast, you know, athletic defensive linemen. But, uh, you know, they understand that you're going to lose Cam Smith. You're going to lose Darius Rush. You're going to lose Roderick. So you need to continue to build depth in the secondary. But, uh, listen, Shane Beamer knows what he's doing. He don't need me to tell him how to recruit. So either way, the positive momentum on the recruiting trail keeps going with it. four welcome homes, four welcome homes on Sunday, four welcome homes yesterday, and three of the four, which we know who the commitment's. So again, guys, just stay tuned. Everything, of course, will be on top in regards to Shane Beamer's Twitter feed. He keeps everybody on their toes this time of year. And, uh, you know, really, really excited to continue to follow that because, you know, the positive momentum is just going to continue to roll. So, again, guys, hey, appreciate you all. We got a packed week. While there's no daily crow, the content continues to bleed out of the eyeballs. And I'm really excited for what this week will bring. Guys, in the meantime, appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Monday. And we will talk to you on Wednesday.